0: All right, and welcome to another episode of the good old cheeseburger effect podcast. I am joined today by Ben, as per usual, and we're gonna give you some supplement questions. Or well, I guess we're answering your supplement questions, but what's up, Ben?
1: Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Benny? Good to I'm see you. Good,
0: man. And dude, I wish I could see you. I don't see you right now. I just see your picture on my phone. <laughs>
1: Well, that's what I'm looking at right now. It's good to see the picture.
0: <laughs> Sweet, man. All right. Well, let's get started. So, uh, Ben, I'll throw this one at you first. So, are there best times to take certain or take supplements? Is there a best time to take supplements in general?
1: Um, Now, I mean, it's, it's a really broad question because it really depends on what you're taking because, um, like, obviously, if you're taking a pre-workout, you take it pre-workouts or before workout Mm. you know if you're having protein take it after workout for recovery but um something i want to touch on with that is um a lot of supplements in general especially like vitamins and like things like that are absorbed better when you have a meal with it so it's not just taken on an empty stomach um so you actually get better effects like if you have like a stack like you're taking like let's say like five different like pills I would recommend taking all those with a big meal. So probably if your biggest meal is dinner, take it with dinner. If it's breakfast, take it with breakfast. Um, Other than that, I really don't think there's a bad time to take everything. You just kind of have to pay attention to your body and see how your body reacts to certain things. because. I know that um, there's certain things I take. um, Like, for example, I take a supplement called ashwagandha, which I'll get into later. Ah. And uh, yeah, it it actually makes me a little tired. So I make sure I don't take it during the morning because I'm tired throughout Mm -hmm. the day. So um, you just kind of have to evaluate how they make you feel and when you think you should take them. But other than that, you want to take them also when you feel like they'll be absorbed, so eating a meal with it, drinking a lot of water with it, and then not taking things on an empty stomach. And then with pre-workout, when you take that, um, notice that it will get you so you'll have a better result from it, or it'll hit you harder, so to speak, if you take it on a completely empty stomach. Because if your caffeine going to go into your bloodstream from your pre-workout, and if you don't have any like food in your stomach to absorb it, it's going to hit you harder. Just like if you go out drinking and you haven't ate anything, it's not going to take a lot before you start dancing. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> that, Those are the facts right there. Truth, man. Yep. You got anything else on that? Or?
1: No, I, no, that's really about it. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's the thing. It really does depend on what you're taking. Like, I know another good example is fish oil. Like, people get the fish oil burps. It, so, a lot of people don't like to take that in the morning because that's just straight up nasty. Yeah, so, uh, at least personally for me, I like to take it at night, then right before I go to bed. So, if for some reason I burp in my sleep, I don't remember it. So, that's the most convenient time for me, anyways. And then, um, perfect. Only other thing is like with protein powder, um, the only thing with that is, yeah, obviously after your workout, you know, is a pretty beneficial time. However, don't be stressing about like the anabolic window and that uh, kind of BS because it is kind of BS. Like it's, it, it works is, you know. for an extent, but it's a lot longer than, you know, 20 minutes. You don't have to go rush into, uh, go get your stinking protein shake in. But the thing is you can take it beforehand as well. And that's actually been shown in certain studies. I'm not too sure, you know, who put them on, if it was a supplement company or not that, um, yeah. sure that, you know, if you take some protein before working out, it can help muscle protein synthesis, which can basically help you, you know, grow your muscles more and have, you know, a bigger effect from that. So, and that kind of goes the same deal with branched chain amino acids, um, or essential amino acids, too. So, kind of, yeah, a couple options there with those. But, yeah.
1: Could I speak real quick on the branched chain amino acids? Absolutely,
0: sir. I'd be happy to, here.
1: All Um, first of all, I think they, because it's a more popular one, like, if you Mm -hmm. If you go walk your ass in GNC, the first thing that guy is going to do is probably recommend BCAAs to you. Mm -hmm. He's going to recommend protein for BCAAs. Like, that's like their trifecta over there. And, um, like, I don't want to get into the details of them. But first of all, if you're going to get one, make sure you get one with a big dosage. Because a lot of them just have, like, a BCAA blend. And they're all underdosed. And you're not really getting the effects of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, second of all, you need to evaluate whether you actually need them or not because they help with exercise recovery and they help reduce pro- or muscle breakdown during exercise. If you're only working out for about a half hour to 45 minutes, but a couple days a week, you really don't need branched chain amino acids. Yep. Um, I, I would, I would recommend them if you are, if you have a long workout, like I work out like usually about an hour and a half which i know is not good but i just love being in the gym Yeah, <laughs> um like there's certain people they'd be more beneficial too but don't think that if you don't take it you're missing out on something because i do think their benefits are a little inflated that i think the supplement companies make you think that if you don't have those you're like missing out on stuff yep. there really hasn't been test days that show that they're like magical or anything um So, that was kind of my spiel on those. So, don't think that you have to get those because they can tend to be kind of expensive. And also, you can get branched-chain amino acids from protein. Mm -hmm. So, if you have a high-protein diet, you're going to have amino acids in your protein. Yep. So... That's just my – I had to mention it or else I was going to forget.
0: No, I was thinking it, man, because exactly. Like that's the thing. It, it's very unnecessary if you're in that, you know, 0. 0.8 to 1 uh, gram of protein per pound of body weight range. But this is where, you know, if you're vegetarian mm. or vegan, you might very well want to invest in that though because you're not getting enough via yeah. protein. So that's like a perfect example of somebody, you know, if that's what they're doing, but they still want to, you know, get muscle recovery and those amino acids, which helps with that, then yeah, they wouldn't want to do that. And um, another thing too, though, is, it's actually um, been shown in a couple studies and stuff uh, that uh, the essential amino acids are more beneficial for recovery than branch chain amino acids. So if you are even going to go that route, you might as well get the essential amino acids just because like they're essential for one. And then it's kind of more bang for your buck. And um, a fun way I kind of showed it or seen it explained is that, you know, there it's thinking about it like a baseball game. So with BCAs, you know, one team has a pitcher, a catcher, a batter and an outfielder, um, which is, you know, the amino acids that are in it. But with essential amino acids, the other team has all nine players, you know, in every position. So three outfielders, four infielders, pitcher catcher, and you know, it, it'll be a little bit better, which means that they will perform better because they have a full team. So yeah. Pretty neat.
1: I like that. Right?
0: Made the stick.
1: I'm gonna steal it. You me. got
0: to, man. Keep stealing them because <laughs> I'm stealing them from other people. I, I
1: will. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're all doing over here. <laughs>
0: All right, Ben, let's boogie on along. So, um, uh, this is kind of, kind of like a two part, uh, question, but, uh, still kind of something to go with, but like, do, do things like collagen and pre-workout work?
1: Um, I think most supplements you're going to take are going to work. They may not work for what you think they might work. Like, if you read the label on a supplement, there's usually a ton of buzzwords mm. and, like, giant claims and, like, you're like, man, how why haven't I seen this before in my life? This is going to, like, make me a superhero, you <laughs> know? And um, I'll, I'll start with collagen first. Yeah. Um, every time you take a protein, whether it's whey protein, casein protein, collagen protein, uh, pea protein, beef protein, mm. it's all protein. And if your goal is to get more protein in, I don't think necessarily you have to think that one source is better than others because they all absorb differently, but I don't think the difference is so high that you have to pay extra money for one of them. Um, Like, in right now, collagen is really high right now. Um, In the fitness industry, and especially the supplement industry, um, there comes waves where people are, investigating certain supplements and acting like they're like a new revolutionary thing and Mm -hmm. i hate to say it but i bet you in about five years maybe even less than that they're gonna be like oh ditch your collagen protein for this (laughs) yeah so i think take just take some protein take what you can afford taste what take or take what tastes good and make yourself happy with that. I don't think you have to stress about the newest and latest crazes because there's benefits to it. And if you look online, benefits collagen and protein, they're going to show you a ton of benefits. But I guarantee if you look at benefits of whey protein, you're going to see a ton of mm-hmm. them too. You just don't see those as much because they're not advertised right now because whey has been around for years and years and years, and collagen is just now becoming a thing. Um, in terms of um, pre-workout, um, what was the original question? Because I start getting carried away about college. Yeah, no, I was then.
0: just asking if pre-workout works.
1: Yeah, it does work, mm-hmm. but uh, you have to get a good pre-workout, which might seem easy, but it's not because they the market for pre-workout right now is insane. Like, if you go if you go on Amazon and look at pre-workouts, there's like a hundred pages. Oh yeah, they're everywhere and they all have a cool shiny brand on them and they've got cool colors and buzzwords and all kinds of cool things, you know? And, uh, thing is, is most of the effect that you're getting from pre-workouts is caffeine and, uh, you know, the stuff that's in coffee. Right. (laughs) So really, really, I guarantee if you took a cheap pre-workout that doesn't really have a lot of good ingredients, And you took that one day and the next day you just took a caffeine tablet or just some black coffee. I don't really think you'd be able to notice a difference, Mm -hmm. especially if it was like in powder form. Both of them was. And I didn't tell you which one it was, you know, a placebo effect, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, You won't be able to tell too much of a difference because the main effect you're getting is the caffeine. But I'll go along with that. There are a ton of good ingredients in pre-workouts that work. The issue is, is that most of these companies that put pre-workouts out, they put the ingredients on the back, but either they're disguised, they're um, underdosed, or they're just not there, and they say they are, things like that. But um, you have to look at the back of your label, and if you see ingredients, like, the first thing you, like, for some reason, beta alanine is always, like, one of the top ingredients in the back. It's, like, towards the top of the list. And basically it it increases endurance in the gym. So you'll feel like stronger and more lively for longer, things like that. I'm not gonna get into the details of how exactly (laughs) it works, but for beta alanine to actually work, studies have shown that you need at least 3.2 grams in your dose for it to work. And if you go on the back of your pre-workout and it's only got 500 milligrams, that's only a sixth of what you need. So there's really no point of even being thrown in of them even throwing it in there. It's basically just inflating the cost and not getting any additional benefits to you. And yeah. something I'll say about it too is I think you should do uh, your research too. If you're trying to buy a protein or trying to buy a pre-workout, <laughs> uh, look on the back of a label. Like you're gonna, you're gonna see, like when it's advertised, you're gonna see like the main picture of it and you're gonna see all the cool colors and mm-hmm. stuff. Just scroll over until you see the nutritional facts, which if they're facts at all, <laughs> and find ingredients and if you don't recognize the ingredient copy and paste onto google and see what the hell it is sure. and i don't think a lot of people do that they get sucked into the buzzwords on the front of it the colors and stuff but um you have to have an effective dose of the ingredients for it to work or else it's just literally caffeine and you're paying 25 30 dollars for 30 servings of caffeine instead of just drinking black coffee so <laughs> do your research And make sure you're getting a solid, well-recommended pre-workout and not just something that looks cool and catches your eye. So that's my whole spiel on that.
0: No, for sure. That's good stuff, man. And, um, yeah, I guess the only other thing I know with like collagen is, you know, it's something like it can help for sure. And, but, you know, it's more related to, uh, like I know skin health, nail growth, like hair and stuff like that. Um. Like it's, mm-hmm. there's certain types, I believe that can help with joint inflammation because after all, like collagen is, you know, a part of like our joint cartilage and stuff like that. So that's definitely somewhere that, you know, if you're having issues like that, maybe it's something to consider, but it's definitely not going to solve your problems. Um, and that's something to remember. But other than that, Ben.
1: And also know, uh, there's a cheaper there's a cheaper version. If you're trying to. So like you can get collagen as a protein because collagen does have protein and a lot of it just, they add extra stuff to get more protein into it. So if you're talking about collagen protein, you can go that route. If you're just wanting to improve like skin, hair, skin, hair, nails, things like that, I would recommend taking biotin instead, which is a lot cheaper and it's more readily um, take, you know, it, it comes in like pills and it's like, you can go over to Kroger and buy it for like $5. Yeah. So that's something I would take instead personally
0: no for sure that's a good call i've heard i've heard that as well haven't taken it myself but probably wouldn't hurt me with the you know hair i got so (laughs) um yeah exactly other than that though no you pretty much hit on pre-workout solid like as long as it's got caffeine like dude you're good so (laughs) pretty much just uh look for that yeah um and then yeah you know if you can get hyped too off of just black coffee then definitely do that because i wish i could like i, I would save so much money yeah
1: <laughs> oh um before i forget too i um there, we take any questions about the bang energy drinks and the rain energy drinks and things like that and like monsters yeah. and stuff if we read the back of those labels that There's really nothing in there magical. It's a bunch of caffeine and then just little tiny dosages of these other things that really don't, I mean the dosages are so small that you're literally not going to get an effect. You're literally just going to piss it (laughs) out. So, I mean, if if you want some caffeine in a can, those are great. And if they taste good, go for Mm -hmm. it, but don't expect to have like a, crazy sick pump in the gym because you drank a bank energy or bang energy yeah
0: yeah no that stuff is definitely growing and like i I don't know personally i don't yeah i don't notice any effects from it and i don't think some of them even taste that good so yeah definitely save your money there
1: (laughs) yep that's the main point save your money
0: all right then let's boogie on so Is it bad to not take any supplements? I stopped taking them and don't feel different.
1: I mean, it it really depends on what you were taking. Because uh, there's some stuff where, like, back when I was in high school, I used to take, um, like, I used to take a mass builder, (laughs) which, um, granted, those things are horrible for you. They're just filled with all kinds of extra stuff to get your calories in. And I never had any effects off mm. of it. It didn't work for me. And I priced, st- I would, I, it's not real food. It's just empty calories. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, back then I didn't know that. And I'm like, man, I don't, I'm not, I am not gained any weight because I was just a freshman in high school trying to gain some mm. weight. And uh, I, I wasn't gaining any weights. And I'm like, why isn't this working? Blah, blah, blah. So I just stopped taking it. I, I don't even know what I did with the tub. I probably threw it away. Probably. And um, I, <clears throat> I stopped taking it and i noticed like no, i actually felt better when i stopped taking it because i used to have these horrible stomach pains after i yeah. take it probably because my body was asking me what the hell i was doing <laughs> taking that and I was used like dude what are we gonna do with this this is just a bunch of shit that we have to like manage down here mm-hmm. and um i stopped taking it and i felt perfectly fine so if you it depends what you're taking but at the end of the day if you don't take it and you don't feel any difference and there's no extra benefit of it. There's no reason to take it. Yeah. Um, all the stuff I take is stuff that I feel a difference with and that I know I need. I, if I start taking something, like, for example, back to the collagen thing, if I start taking collagen and I'm like, well, my hair looks the same. My beard hasn't grown any different rates. Um, I don't feel any different. My mm-hmm. um, tissues feel the same, things like that. I just stop taking it. I mean, there's no harm in and also, like, stopping things abruptly, there's also no harm to that either. You don't have to. You can just quit cold turkey on supplements. It's not like cigarette smoking or anything yeah. like that. Um, so that's my whole thing about that. I really don't have too much to say on that. No,
0: and I pretty much agree. Like, if if you are stop taking them and you literally don't feel different, then I'd say that's a win. Because, again, you're saving money, which is a huge win. So, I mean, yeah, you know, if there's nothing yep. you feel you need, then definitely don't uh, feel the need due to the, yeah, like the hype marketing and stuff like that to go out and buy supplements, because the fact of the matter is they're supplements, which, you know, means supplemental, which means in addition to, so, you know, if your diet's on point or you can get things from everything else, then yeah, you definitely don't need supplements like whatsoever. And, you know, I think Ben and I both advocate for that. And that's something, you know, there's certain benefits to some, of course, but you know otherwise it's like if you got a solid diet and you feel fine then keep doing what you're doing but yeah yep um oh before i forget too one thing i like that you mentioned is you know like all the things that you take is because you um you know you feel a benefit from it you notice a difference and that's where something that yeah. um i will say where I I guess I'm a little different from you is I do take a, like an EAA supplement, like I said, but that's because of the fact, like I said, it can help uh, promote the muscle protein synthesis and stuff. And I typically train fasted and I don't eat anything before. So because of that, you know, any little benefit that I might be able to get out of it, no matter how small, because I'm kind of at that point in my training career too, where, you know, like, I could be maxing out on, you know, my strength and stuff and it could take a lot for me to need more. So that's why I kind of go for that. And also just because of the fact that, you know, if it's kind of like a uh, security blanket for me, if I don't get enough protein in the day, then at least I know that that way I'm still getting the, you know, amino acids that I need to uh, still get some recovery and stuff like that. Yep,
1: And a good point off that is not everyone needs to take the same stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Benny came up to me and was like, dude, I started taking these things. They're great. And I didn't ask him any questions on why he takes them. And I started taking them. I might not get the same effect because I don't need the same reason to take something. Mm -hmm. So you got to keep that in mind too. You got to evaluate what you need, not what other people need.
0: Yeah. No, 110% there because yeah, that's just like with protein powder too. If you're literally pounding protein, getting a gram of, you know, per pound of body weight via you know natural sources and meat and stuff, then you don't need a protein supplement probably. You're just fine. So
1: <laughs> Yep, yeah, exactly. It's a little bit harder for me because mm-hmm. I'm in the two thirties right now. So it's <laughs> it's been it's pretty hard to get over two hundred grams of protein just from food. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to eat a pound of ground beef for dinner every night. No. no for
0: sure. So that's why
1: I kind of take like protein supplements. If you're a little bit lighter and like, let's say you're like 150 to 170 range there, it's a little bit easier to get your daily protein um, because if you just eat a lot of food and eat foods rich in protein, it's going to sneak up on you how much you actually have during the day. But if you're, in my case, a little bit heavier, a little bit taller and things like that, you're going to need more protein in your diet. So it helps to supplement with those in that case. Mm -hmm. And also it doesn't hurt to just have more in general, even if you're going over that uh, gram per pound rule. Um, if you go over it, it's not really as bad as like going over on like too many calories, things like that. Cause you can just drop your carbs, or your protein down. I wouldn't stress too much about it.
0: No, for sure. And then like, I know something too, um, this is a good tangent. Um, but with protein as well, like it's actually, uh, like the study has shown that it's harder to store as fat actually. Like your body's not going to take the excess pro uh, calories via protein necessarily just because of the way it digests and stuff and turn it into fat. So, you know, if you're going over a little bit on protein, you know, don't think that, you know, protein's what's going to make you fat, like too many calories is going to be what does that for you. But so yeah, you know, getting more protein definitely isn't going to hurt you. And then uh, another good like sidetrack with this is it's not that hard to get more protein in your day, especially if you are in that 150, 170 range, like Ben said, like, just have like another scoop of Greek yogurt, have a little bit more of a chicken breast. Um, you know, it's not the most difficult thing. And I feel like a lot of people struggle to hit that mark. Um, still, even just to get up to hundred grams per day, like just have a little trade off. That's all you have to do, you know? And that's where, again, you know, if, you don't want to eat it, then drink it via a supplement. Find something that you like, a good protein powder, and you'll be just fine. So it's just kind of those trade-offs and finding what works for you. All right, Ben. Ready for the next one?
1: Yeah, sure am.
0: Shoot it. All right. So here's a, here we go. This, this is going to test your knowledge a little bit, man. So what, right. what is undoubtedly backed by research and what is not?
1: What I always go back to is the only two things I've really read about that like have a ton of studies is one caffeine, which we mentioned earlier because um, a lot of times caffeine isn't just straight up in a supplement, but it's just in a, like, it's not a standalone ingredient; just mixed in with a bunch of other stuff. But just as a standalone ingredient, it's been shown to work. It elevates your heart rate and does a kind of all kinds of other stuff. It gets you ready for exercise get your mood elevated, things like mm-hmm. that. It's been studied. It works. It's been around forever. Tried and true. Caffeine works. Yes. Um, second would be creatine. If you, if you're looking at supplements, creatine is also one of those ones that's been around forever. It's been shown to work and it works. I've, that's one of my favorite, that's one of my favorite supplements I take is creatine. I've been taking it for years and, I haven't had any side effects on it and we'll actually touch on it later because someone asked me my thoughts on creatine, but those two are really the only ones that like are, have like definite proof to work for them. There's like other ones where there's like a couple little tiny studies here and there, but those I've seen the most studies on. And if you're going off of just like, okay, I don't want to go behind the hype of everything. I want to get stuff that works. Those are the only two that I could like recommend without a doubt to work.
0: Yeah. 100% yeah Uh, like those are the two main you know at least like performance based ones that are definitely you know uh backed by research and that are gonna you know not be basically bs so stay tuned for uh more on snake oil Um, snake oil (laughs) yeah (laughs) um (laughs) what is that what is snake oil i've heard of it i don't remember what it is you ever heard that saying yeah
1: Well, I don't know when it originated from, but it kind of reminds me of like the whole CBD thing going around right now, which I believe that is snake oil. Basically, it was like something that was sold like a long time ago, like hundreds of years ago, probably in like the wild, wild west, and like, hey, you gotta come take uh uh, try out the snake oil, and you know, or like people taking like medium trained uh, triglycerides things like that right Mm now. Um, Snake oil is basically a saying for something that like. Is literally just snake oil. It doesn't work and it's being advertised as something that works and like there's nothing that proves that it works. And it's like a latest craze. So that's what I call snake oil. I'm not sure anyone else has ever heard that saying, but I use it a lot.
0: That's right. There's a, uh, there's literally something called the snake diet. And it's, (laughs) so is there really? So there's a snake diet and it encourages, like I'm reading this off Google, guys, but (laughs) it encourages people to drink snake juice within a one to two hour window for as long as you feel good. It recommends starting with a 48 hour fast and then repeating with a 72 hour one. But experts are certainly not sold on the idea of fasting for long term health and weight benefits. (laughs) What is snake juice? Is that like alcohol or something?
1: (laughs) Dude, I don't know. I mean, that's that's just the thing. People are always trying to sell stuff and like, look it up. Like, I mean, you've got the internet right in front of you at any given point in your life. If you don't know what something is, look it up. I mean, take 10 minutes out of your day to research it. And yep. that other 10 minutes would probably be spent doing something stupid. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but like, yep. <laughs> take some time to read into stuff or else you're buying snake oil. So I, I'm kind of being blunt on this, but I get so many questions about supplements that, like, I'm like, you know what? If you just spent like a little bit of time looking into it, you're going to find out a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, no, true. (laughs) And snake juice is apparently water, salt, potassium chloride, baking soda, and magnesium sulfate salts. So if that doesn't sound scrumptious, I don't know what does. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Anyway moving on i guess the only other things like i don't even know if they're necessarily backed up by uh research and stuff but you know like a multivitamin i know that's something that you know i mean you give them to your kids still so that's definitely something that you know probably has some benefits it's been around for a while you know kind of tried and true um you know vitamin c and d i know those are kind of good things to maybe uh have as well you know especially like vitamin uh D, you know, when during the winter months, you know, especially if you're low on energy, like it's crazy that some, like I know some people that, you know, during the winter, especially, they're just super tired, super down, and you know, they take some uh, vitamin D, and within a week or two, they're feeling pretty good. So, that might be more anecdotal that's me. than research, but yeah, so that's something to kind of think about too.
1: Yeah, and that's also someone taking the winter as vitamin mm-hmm. D because I have the same issues because. That's why I hate the winter because it's dreary outside and you can't go outside and get vitamin D from the sun. And so I supplement with it and it's really hard to get the recommended dose just from eating like vitamin D rich foods. So Mm -hmm. I take a supplement in the winter and I don't take it any other time during the year because I'm out in the nice weather the rest of the year, not dealing with the horrible Ohio winters. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, seasonal depression, it's real. It really is. And it's just an imbalance of many things. And, you know, maybe vitamin D could be something that helps you out. So yeah, mm-hmm. well, cool. But you want me to do uh, my well, this one kind of ties in with what we were uh, just talking about. So let's go with this one. Yeah. Uh, so what supplements, if any, are actually beneficial?
1: Oh, actually beneficial. Well, I guess that the term, I guess that depends on your goal. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably go back to creatine on being beneficial because it is, um, especially if your goal is to build strength or muscle, it's pretty much a go to, um, protein would be another beneficial one, uh, pre-workout slash just caffeine. If you get the energy from it, yep. um, there's a couple like hidden stuff that not a lot of people take. Um, Like, something that I recommend to a lot of people is, like, doing a multivitamin, like you said.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Also, like, fish oil. Um, I mean, really, though, a lot of them are beneficial, and it depends what your goals are, and it depends what you want, and I feel like you should take what you need rather than what other people say you need, and all of them are going to have some benefit to them whether it's the benefit you're looking for or even one that you don't know you're looking for. Um, Most of all of them have some sort of benefit though, but it really just depends on what you're trying to benefit out of. If you're trying to lose weights, you probably should be taking a mass builder, you know, things like that. So as long as you know what you're trying to do and you do your research on the supplement you're going to take, it's going to have a benefit to it. And you might think that you're going to have a benefit from a supplement and then you look it up and find out it's snake oil. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like, you know, anything that's beneficial, you know, like Ben said, like just Google it, throw it in the magic Google machine. It's definitely not going to hurt to, you know, look into it very well. Might sway your decision. You know, again, I agree with um, creatine as well. And don't believe those BS studies from forever ago that, you know, it's just like, oh, it's going to give you a kidney uh, failure and stuff like that. Like, I remember my dad used to always, like, tell me that, like, why are you taking creatine? It's going to it's going to kill your kidneys. Crap like that. <laughs> but so I mean, I've heard the same thing. Oh, yeah. But I, mean, I think my
1: kidneys are doing just fine, though.
0: I, yeah, I would say the same here. So. I mean, yeah, you definitely just you know be aware of what you're putting in your body, just like anything else. You know, don't be don't be stupid, for lack of a better way to put it, and just exactly be smart and you know just think logically about things. You know, and yeah, just like Ben said, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, don't be buying ultra mass gainer five million or anything like that because <laughs> it's not going to do you any good. So. But other than that, yeah, Ben, so what questions... Uh, so you said you had a creatine question. You want to hop on that now, on that train a little more? Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry, Apollo.
1: Man, is there an intruder?
0: No, it's just him barking at nothing. <laughs> I feel you.
1: Um, so, creatine. Um, now, like, I know how he mentioned it's, like, very effective and... It's been shown to work. It's only going to work if you use it properly. Mm-hmm. And um, the most common creatine you're going to buy is creatine monohydrate. Yeah. And what that is is it's just straight up creatine. There's nothing attached to it. It's pure creatine. Like it's that's literally all it is. Yeah. And the issue with that is it's hard to absorb. So you have to go through this loading phase. If you're not familiar with creatine loading is uh, a typical scoop of creatine monohydrate is five grams. And the guy at your local supplement shop probably told you to take a scoop every day. Mm. Well, the issue with that is your body already produces creatine. If you take in excess amount, you're going to piss it out <laughs> right. unless you take 20 grams for a week that extra dose is actually going to help saturate in your muscle cells and actually help you absorb the creatine instead of just taking a typical five gram dose every day and then pissing it out. Right. So, and plus uh, creatine monohydrate is really cheap. You can get like 300 servings for like 20 bucks. Like it's really cheap. So like having an extra three servings a day really isn't going to kill you. So just take a glass of water, mix in 20 grams or four scoops probably I'm guessing. And stir it up and drink it for a week. After that, you are on a maintenance phase. Yep. Your maintenance phase is one scoop or five grams every single day until you're done taking creatine. Yep. And <clears throat> the thing about the maintenance phase, I've never had a reason to stop my maintenance phase, and because I want the creatine in my system, so I really haven't had to stop it. And you also don't get a tolerance to it. So. yeah. If I stop taking creatine, my muscles aren't going to be like, oh, well, like we're not having that anymore. So I guess we're just not going to produce any. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also can't get dependent on it like you can caffeine. Like if you take caffeine every day, you get, you, un- you get desensitized to it and you need to constantly be taking more of it to get the same effect. The same does not hold true for creatine. You can just take five grams a day for 10 years and there's going to be nothing wrong with that. So And plus it's dirt cheap. So you like one tub of it can last you months and you only have to pay like $10 to $20 per tub. Um, So that's the thing about loading it. And uh, that's why a lot of people will come to you saying like, hey, uh, I took creatine, but I'm feeling really bloated right now. That's because it's creatine monohydrate and there's nothing for um, it to absorb into. Um, And your stomach um, gets either puffy or you feel bloated because your body doesn't know what to do with it because it's just five grams of something that you can't absorb. But yeah. if you take 20 grams of it, you'll absorb it better because your body will realize that it's a huge dose and it's going to have to saturate some of it. And it's not going to be able to peel that 20 grams out. Yeah. So that's why you need to load it. After you load it, take your maintenance phase and then either stop or don't stop. Doesn't matter. So that's my thing with that. But Yeah, Um, there's multiple types of creatine. You can take too. There's creatine hydrochloride, which is basically just creatine, but it's got a hydrochloric acid attached to it. Mm -hmm. What that does is it makes it easier for your body to absorb it. So you're going to notice that you probably have less bloating through it. And the cool thing about creatine hydrochloride is you don't need to load it because like I said, it absorbs better in your body. So And it's a little bit more expensive, but you the scoop is also 1.5 grams instead of 5 grams. So you don't even need to take as much of it because your body will absorb it that much easier. So mm-hmm. personally, um, I've taken creatine hydrochloride and I've taken regular creatine monohydrate. And I really haven't noticed a huge difference between them. They both absorb pretty well in me. Yeah. And um, I got the same effect from them. I got a lot stronger on my lifts and... Because I was able to use more weight. I was able to grow more. So, it's just a really good supplement all around to take. Um, There's a couple, like you said, like um, the kidney stories, like people think that, like, that's going to happen. That's been disproven. Mm -hmm. uh, There was also a recent scare, which you may or may not have heard about this. People thought that taking creatine would cause hair loss. So...
0: I read into it, and
1: what it does is it increases a hormone, T, and that hormone, like, you naturally have that hormone.
0: Hold on. Go ahead and say a couple words. It was, like, breaking up. Hello, hello? I heard that. No, go ahead. Continue. It was, like, yeah, getting weird. (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) Okay, no big deal. So, um, DHT... That's increased when you take creatine, but what also increases increases DHT is exercising, eating well, sleeping well, mm-hmm. things like that, and that's been shown to um, increase DHT levels. And DHT levels are associated with hair loss in a few select men, like not even the whole population. Just people are select to it. Like some people that have increased DHT levels uh, can sometimes lead to hair loss. So, I mean, there's just a tiny correlation behind it. So I wouldn't even be scared of taking creatine because those levels are automatically increased just by living a healthy life. True. Um, but I don't want to spend a ton of time on creatine. Just know how to take it. When to take it and what it does, and just know that, yeah,
0: pretty much. Yeah, just know that, it, like, main takeaways it works, it's it can be really cheap, and it's gonna benefit you no matter what, basically. You know, whether you're trying to build muscle or lose weight, truthfully, because you know, it, creatine's super good. You know, there's there used to be the theory like when you're cutting, like, you don't wanna take creatine definitely still take creatine like as yeah i mean i'm pretty sure you have been too ben but as we've been doing the 10 pound challenge we've still been taking creatine and you know as you can tell we're not you know holding on to excess Mm -hmm. water weight to where it's like we can't lose weight because we're taking creatine you know that's a a hunk of you know bs so you know because it'll definitely help because you know anything again this is another example of you know when you're trying to you know hit a certain goal like when you're losing weight you want to keep your strength up and uh, retain as much muscle as possible. And creatine is what's going to help you do that just because, you know, the, basically the effects that it has, um, on your body. So definitely don't stop taking it if you don't have to basically is the way to put that. But
1: and you really shouldn't have to stop taking anyway, because there's really no negative yeah. side effects unless you're, taking it improperly, which if you just listen, you should know right. how to take it now. <laughs> so we just take care of that exactly. problem for you. Yeah,
0: you are welcome. <laughs> but uh, only other thing uh, I know, too, and this is like, uh, I think it's more recent, but it's actually been seen uh, in certain studies to have a cognitive advantage, too, you know, even amongst kids. So it's safe for the oh, youth to take as well. Cool. So, you know, if you, yeah, foggy brain, maybe you just need some creatine as well. <laughs> but. Yeah, Ben. I was going to say, you got any other questions or is that it, man?
1: Um. Well, do you want me to go through everything I take?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that for sure.
1: All right. Well, first of all, I take a multivitamin because I don't think I necessarily need it and I wouldn't be like malnourished if I didn't have it. But I got a 365-day supply for like $12 off Amazon. So, I mean, I really don't see a reason not to take it. And if by chance one day I'm a little bit deficient, uh, let's say vitamin E, well, my multivitamins got me covered. So, I really don't think there's an issue taking multivitamins. Um, Something else I take every single day is magnesium. And, um, why I'm taking that is I noticed when I was tracking my calories, it was telling me what nutrients I was high and which one I was low on. I always seem to be low in magnesium and my multivitamin only has 50 milligrams, which is only 13% of your daily value that you need throughout Mm. the day. So I just bought a supplement for it and it was like $5 for two months supply. So can't beat that. Um, I also take a supplement called Boron, which is B-O-R-O-N, and it's been shown to raise testosterone levels or free testosterone levels, but um, I'm not really big into taking a test booster, but I am into taking ingredients that are shown to raise testosterone because a lot of those test boosters are like one ingredient that will raise testosterone and like five of them that have no effect. And, like, I don't think that my testosterone is low, but the Boron was, like, I think $5 off Amazon, okay. I want to say. So, I bought it, and I wanted to see how it would make me feel. And I actually feel pretty good, and all my lifts went up after taking it, and I felt pretty strong. And, I mean, it works for me, so I figured I would start taking it. And going back to the question earlier, like, if you feel fine without taking it, then yeah. stop taking it. So, I take Boron. Um I also take a supplement called DEM, which I don't even want to tell you the name of it because it's, I can't even pronounce it. It's like di, or no, dendolimethan. Yeah, but it's a compound found in broccoli, Brussels sprouts, and like green vegetables. What it does is it balances your estrogen levels. And I know how much stress I put my body under and just stress I put myself from working Um, When you have an elevated cortisol levels, which is the uh, stress hormone, um, you can actually increase your estrogen by having chronic um, elevated um, periods of stress. So I take Mm DIM every single day as well. And I would have stopped taking it if it didn't work, but I actually feel better taking Mm -hmm. it. And once again, it's dirt cheap on Amazon. It'll last me a couple months. So I take that. Um, I also take a supplement called ashwagandha, which is just a root extract. It's a plant, but it's an extract of a plant. Um, It reduces stress as well, so it reduces cortisol. So I take ashwagandha if I had a rough day at work or if I just put myself through a hellish workout, which may or may not happen more than it (laughs) needs to. Um, I take ashwagandha at night because it helps me calm down and it reduces have no negative effect so I take that um then obviously obviously I take a pre-workout and I'm a connoisseur so I take <laughs> multiple pre-workouts and I know which ones work so I just cycle on and off of them and um I take yeah, those no, dude, wait, uh, then, hold on. um I take a protein every um, day you know
0: um quick quick
1: and uh
0: so when, what? yeah how so that's there, a good question how often do you cycle your pre-workouts because I know that's something that a lot of people recommend.
1: Man, I just blew right over that, didn't I? I probably should have touched no, that's on that. No, for sure. <laughs> um, how I do my pre-workouts is I do one month on, one week mm-hmm. off. So, like I, I mentioned earlier, if you've been listening this whole time, if you haven't logged out <laughs> by now, um, I mentioned earlier that um, you can actually get tolerant to caffeine, so you stop getting the same effect from it, and you need to take more and more and more to get the same yep. effect. Well, your, the good news is, is that your body can quickly detolerate itself from caffeine. All you have to do is take a week off with no caffeine and your levels go back to normal. The bad news about that is in about a month, you're going to have to do right. it. So if you just keep a track of like how often you're taking your pre-workout, like let's say you have a 30-serving tub of pre-workout. After you're finished with your uh, 30 servings, don't take it for your next like five or six workouts and then go buy another one after that and that's a really easy way to do that yeah. so that's why i cycle off my pre-workout i don't know what you're what you usually do with that but that's why i do with Lionel. no
0: i really like don't so <laughs> i gotta start doing that for sure because i have like four different ones that i kind of just like la- i honestly cycle them week to week just because i really like having the different flavors (laughs) so (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. kind of what i do definitely no science behind it like ben and i haven't taken time off of pre-workout in a while but i might have to do that my next uh deload week so yeah good stuff
1: no seriously try it out it like once you get back on your pre-workout it's gonna hit you so much harder if you don't believe me go ahead and try it for
0: sure 100 percent. i got uh, yeah in two weeks i'll do it then but sweet, right. you, yeah,
1: continue. Um, well, I, I don't want to make it sound like I just have, like, a whole cabinet full of pills. <laughs> but um, I also take, like I said, I take vitamin D in the winter because my levels are really low. And um, the last thing I take, which I don't take this every day, I take dandelion roots. What that does is it reduces your body holding on to water. So you'll expel more water when taking dandelion roots. So if I had a day where I had a ton of sodium and I'm like super bloated and I need to go to the pool or beach <laughs> next day, I'll take a couple dandelion root pills and I'll actually notice myself like peeing like every yeah. 15 minutes and it helps. So, and plus it was like $3 on Amazon. So if you're noticing a trend, I buy stuff that I know yep. I need. I know works and stuff oh, that's yeah. <laughs> cheap. And the key is not to overspend on stuff you don't need like buying a $50 tub of branched-chain <clears throat> amino acids when your workouts are only 20 minutes and you're already eating mm-hmm. a ton of protein,
0: like that oh, sort yeah. of thing.
1: So that's what yeah, I take.
0: For sure. Good deal. And yeah, other than that, yeah, I'm basically in the same boat as you. So yeah, I take a pre-workout. I have my protein powder that I typically will use in you know, my like post-workout shakes that I make um and whatnot or you Mm -hmm. know whenever i make a shake for that matter just because i mean adds extra flavor anyway um and Mm -hmm. helps you hit your protein mark at least for me because i don't eat enough protein whatsoever um without having a supplement so that's why i take it (laughs) and then other than that i yeah so i actually just ran out of vitamin d i have that i take fish oil um and like I said, I take, uh, E-A- EAAs. I don't know why I keep butchering that, but you know, again, it's mainly because, you know, I train fasted and you know, yeah, that takes me out of a fasted state technically because of an insulin spike, blah, blah, blah. But I don't really care. I'm not doing fasting for, you know, those responses or yeah. Um, types of results I'm doing it to So I can have a bigger lunch and bigger dinner. Cause that's the way I prefer to eat. Um, And other than that, I do have a greens supplement that, you know, if I don't really get as many uh, veggies in the day as I know I should, if I basically if I don't have a big ass salad um, throughout the day, which, you know, happens more often than I would like to say, because I always try to, you know, have a salad throughout the day as well, just because it's good for you. Um, So I'll take that uh, sometimes. It's, yeah, amazing grass. I know that was recommended by um, some uh, another fitness professional. I think uh, Cody. Uh,
1: Vinny, I take the same thing.
0: What's that? Oh, you take that one too?
1: Yep. I got a really good deal off of it. I yeah. take it too. But I don't... I don't take it every day. I take it at the same time you do. Like if my diet's been like really shitty, I'll take yeah, one of
0: those. Yeah, for sure. It, it tastes disgusting. I'm not gonna lie. I hate it. <laughs>
1: no, it, it's it's yeah. it's horrible.
0: It's yeah, it's it's not good, people. So don't like think that you know we're just because we're telling you to, that we take it doesn't mean one you should and two that it tastes good. So just remember what you're getting into there. Um, I'm trying to think though, but I think that's pretty much it for my supplement cabinet uh and yes i do have a whole uh you know cabinet of my stuff i can post a picture of that later yeah. <laughs> and
1: <laughs> mine are just sprawled out across my desk in no particular order <laughs> hey
0: that's cool too i do keep my fish oil by the bed though because otherwise i forget to take it
1: oh i forgot to mention i do take yeah. fish oil too
0: um and with those like the oh, that's a good thing to touch on too, real quick. Is if you are taking, you know, whether it's a fish oil pill or multivitamin, something to check for. I think it's what USP, um, verified mm-hmm. or certified or something. Get something like that yeah. mainly because of the fact that it's it's kind of like quality tested and stuff. Am I correct in saying that?
1: I'm trying to find I have one of them that has that on it but I think it's down in my gym bags and I'm really lazy I don't want to walk <laughs> down there but I do have a supplement that has that label yeah. on there and that is something you should look for if you're really concerned about that stuff which you should be concerned for quality standards because some of these pre-workouts and some of these supplements say they have something in them but if you take it through the lab it literally does not have anything in it it's like they can like, put a pill and fill it with flour and say there's beta down in it. And in reality, it's mm-hmm. just flour. And you really don't know that. And you're just banking on the company. So if you want, you can Google the company, see how long they've been around, read people's reviews, things like that. It'll help out.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. For sure. And yeah, it's USP certified or ver- verified. I'm looking at my vitamin D right now. It, Doesn't really say what that means or whatever, but either way, like, you know, they'll always have the disclaimer, you know, talk to your medical professional, your primary care physician before taking anything. Don't take if you're pregnant, things like that. So again, you know, be smart, think about it uh, before you take it and go from there. But other than that, um, yeah, you know, something I did see on my uh, fish oil, that's a good point to touch on real quick as well is, you know, like theirs, it said they were third-party tested. So um, for the one I take, I think Viva Naturals, it was called. But, you know, that's really good because that, for like purity and potency, like getting tested by a third party, which means that literally they have no connection whatsoever, is super awesome. And that goes to show that you know, they're not BS and you like certain supplement companies. will. like they'll say it's backed by studies and stuff, but if you look at who funded said study, it's going to be the supplement company. So of course they're going to try to get the results that they want from their product and kind of skew the numbers.
1: Yeah, man, we've been talking for 54 minutes.
0: So yeah, we will leave it there. People, Ben, you got anything, any signing off words?
1: Um, research what you're buying don't overspend and look up ingredients make sure things are usp verified and third-party tested find out what your goals are look up what supplements to take and uh don't be freaked out by the concerns of um them possibly not working because if they don't work just stop taking them um but just be smart in general with them and don't take snake oil.
0: <laughs> Moral of the story, that full list and don't take snake oil. That's about it.
1: Exactly. Awesome, Ben,
0: dude. Thanks for your time. Uh, if you've listened this far, yes, thank you so much. We seriously appreciate it. You know, If you uh, want to leave a review or subscribe, please do as well. Very much appreciated. And, yeah, other than that, we will catch you next time. Peace out, Ben. All
1: right. See you, Ben.